On this episode of the Faded Golf Podcast, we have an interview with golf pro Drew Preston. We dive a little bit into kind of our buy-sell again for 2019 with Drew. Then we talk a little bit about what equipment that Drew's been seeing uh, a lot of the amateurs coming and looking to, to buy. And lastly, we, of course, get into Drew and his career and what, what it took to uh, you know, continue to uh, go through the career path as a professional. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 13 of the Faded Golf Podcast. I am Mark Juline, here with my co-host, John Falkenberg. How are you today, John? Great, Mark. How you doing, buddy? I am excellent. Um, this is an exciting moment for the Faded Golf Podcast. It really is. I'm not lying. Uh, we have one of our first official guests that isn't just one of our douchebag friends. <laughs> um, and uh, I want to welcome uh, Drew Preston to to the podcast. Drew, hey, welcome. Mark, John, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Um, Drew is one of our club professionals here at Chatham Hills. And um, we want to talk to Drew a little bit today about you know his life in golf a little bit. And then just get... Essentially, a, a pro's take on all the shit that we think about. So you need a um, properly introduced. Yeah. Uh, well, Drew. we we're gonna get into that. <laughs> properly introduce him. Um, okay, go ahead. I, I'm, I, I always gonna, I mess yeah, with Mark yeah. like this all the time. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, I believe I that's what you were going to do. So uh, to to kind of cue you guys up a little bit, background on Drew. John's got kind of a, a cool list of uh, some accolades. Yeah, I was. We were talking about this. I was. Uh, quite impressed uh 2007 high school state champ 2008 runner-up high school state champ or state uh finalist 2012 uh michigan state open amateur michigan champ. state am michigan state am yep. you won two college tournaments in the uh at bowling green um and you were in the mac Correct. Conference. Yep. What yep. what tournaments were those? Uh, won Ball States. It was the Earl Yestigmeyer Invitational, and then uh, won uh, the Bowling Green invite as well. Great. And then you won six times on the uh, on the professional level. Yeah. On the mini yep. tours. So it's great. I mean, those are, those are fantastic. <laughs> those are accolades yeah. <laughs> that not one member of our golf club has. <laughs> Hey, those, <laughs> right. those took a while. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you you clearly put in the work, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of us could say that by the age of 27, 28, 24, whatever age it is that uh, we could do that. I think I finished uh, a T, T2 in a high school event one time <laughs> and a high school invitational. I think it was the uh, North Central Invitational at the lovely SOM uh, golf club. I shot a... Uh, one over par 71, maybe? So I think it's a par 70 there. A, at, I it's a tough Pete Dye track, isn't it? That it's, oh, it's real challenging, <laughs> yeah, Pete yeah. Dye. Yeah. Pete Dye course. Have you ever been played Psalm, John? <laughs> no, I, I, oh, but I was wondering about you know, your T2 event. I thought you played like Elkhart. And like no, kinda. no, man. That was, uh, that was my senior year. 71? There's, nice. a, whole, there's yeah. a whole back. I mean, yeah. I, we had to put my dog down that morning. It was, oh, it was a really weird. I think it was like one of those things where you like your head wasn't like obsessed with golf and so like i just kind of just played my game and very Some people strange, play their best golf with no expectations right. you know exactly it's the but, backdoor top 10 uh yeah. like story right but psalms i think the only prerequisite is you wear a shirt i mean shirt <laughs> yeah you gotta have could a shirt wear, on could we it, wear it it's a speed putt shirt thing? oh absolutely oh they'd yeah. be happy that you'd be better actually, dressed than half the people that there. Could, this summer that could actually be like a really fun like we could do some like goofy organized tournament thing where it's like at some and like we have just ridiculous awards and stuff and contests and shit. Yeah. I think that could be. John, you've be never been of, there. Mm-mm. He's no, never actually, played. No, I played it one time. I think I played it once. Okay, gotcha. Did, you have you haven't even played Purgatory, have you, John? No, that's a good one. I like that's that one. Solid, isn't yeah, it? it is. It's, it's tough. So, it's so good. All right, so it, we're. We're clearly in like central Indiana golf territory for those of you that uh, are from central Indiana. But, um, you know, to our typical format, Drew, what we like to do is is talk a little bit about the. Did you hear some tweeting going on in the background? That's the uh, golf scene. Oh, <laughs> Augusta's tweeting in the background here. That's exciting. We're on hole number two at Augusta. Um, but the uh, our typical format is that we like to talk a little bit about golf news up front. So 
it's it's not the season for the PGA right now. Do you follow the PGA? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like closely. Like, would yeah. would you say like you follow it weekly or like what's your? You know, do you play fantasy or? What, no, you know? I don't play fantasy. I, I did that one year, but I I definitely watched every tournament on Sunday. Um, I like to follow European Tour too. I think it's great Saturday morning, Sunday morning TV. Sure. Um, I like it too. So I, I follow both of them pretty closely. I agree. Could, could you, uh, you know, I, I don't know, Mark, when you're the format guy, you know, I like to jump around like ADD <laughs> all the time, but did you want him to kind of go through how he started the game, what age, when he started taking it seriously? We'll get into that. Okay. We'll get right. into that. I want to jump into this real quick. I want to get his take on the current status of the pro game, uh, being off tour. So one thing that John and I have been doing is we've been, uh, we've been kind of f- trying to predict, if you will, like – who do we think is going to be, you know, the hot player in 2019? You know, they, we've got the trending DeChambeau's and Tiger kind of on the comeback trail. You know, being somebody who watches pro golf and has followed it, obviously, for a long time, what's your take on some of these guys that are either on the come up or, you know, or even current players that, you know, have uh, maybe been struggling lately? I really think it's it's as deep as the PGA Tour has ever been. I think these young guys, what's different now is they get out there and they're not scared. It, it seems like, you know, throughout college golf, they come up and they're, you know, winning all the time. So I like a guy who, you know, hits it very far but is, is pretty under control. I think John Rahm will have a, a really good year. I mean, you're seeing these guys like Cameron Champ. I mean, he's averaging 345 yards off the tee. But can they keep it in play and can they, you know, Putt well, and I think Rom does that about yeah. as good as everyone. I like that. I, you know, we've had this segment. We have guests. We do this buy sell thing. So, it's what is the who is the one guy you would buy next year? And you maybe you already just said it by saying mm. John well, Rom. And who one is or, the one? One and, to three guys that you're definitely like buying. Like I'm, who, I'm investing in that guy because I think he's. All, and who is the person you or one or two like Mark said who you would sell? Think well, of it like a stock. You, you know, I. Uh, I truly think there are about three or four guys who, when they're on their A game, can beat anyone. I think one of which is Dustin Johnson. I'm definitely buying him. I think since he's been able to fade the ball, he keeps it in play tremendously. Um, and I think Justin Thomas is also one of those guys who is he's just good and he's not scared. Um, you know, it pains me to say this a little bit, but I would sell Spieth. Um, I think that unless he can get unless he can get the putter where he was, you know, three years ago. Um, which is hard to do because he putted so amazing, but he, he's a little shorter off the team. He's a little wild. A, do you think he'll have a better season than he did last year? I do. Okay. Yeah. Then yes. That's that's kind of the but if the, you the, the baseline of what I'm talking. Okay. Buy sell. But before I, I mean I'm he, selling he speed all day too though. He I'm, dropped I'm, down I'm the top you. ten, didn't he? Oh he, yeah, he's he like number thirteen. 10, you know. Tiger just passed him up in ranking. Yeah. Well, I I think you gotta you gotta stick with Tiger too. I mean, I'm a huge huge Tiger guy, and I think that uh, he's gonna play well this year for sure. I think um, this is the year he's gonna win a major. Yeah. I'm predicting mm-hmm. Tiger. Yep. He's gonna uh, he's gonna be focused for sure. Um, I John and I have a hundred dollar bet. He thinks Spieth will win a major this year. I said there's no fucking chance. Yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> And uh, oh, by the way, it's an explicit podcast. Yeah, I mean, so we're the, good to go. The thing about Spieth is, I mean, and I love what Luke Donald was able to do throughout. I mean, won both money money titles. But are you comparing Luke him Donald now. to Spieth? I know. I, I I'm it. just comparing the Luke Donald the, was a number one yeah, in the world. Number one. He he won both money lists in the same one. year. That's great. Like no, I'm just saying. Major. I'm saying they both hit it. Relatively, just mm-hmm. a little longer, but their short games are awesome, you know. Yeah. And, and you kind of see a guy like Luke Donald falling off, and that's where I think the game is that's trending. Good, He's, I mean, look, that's a good like. I like that analogy there. What you just don't Spieth, agree, huh? <laughs> Spieth, that guy. There, there is a hey, fire. He's got in that an guy. it factor. No, I no doubt. That's why I said it's Luke hard Donald for me to doesn't say, have that fire. You said if if you take three guys, who you buy and who you selling? I think Spieth should be in that conversation in the top five. Now he's not anymore, so that's why I'm saying well, if, if I agree. I, I, agree, I agree with uh, a part saying, will he have as good a season as 2015? Because that's everybody's, what his baseline is now. Yeah. And that season is arguably one of the best seasons ever in golf. Ever. Yeah. Literally ever. The only one that's better is Tiger in, what, 2002? Mm-hmm. What was it, 2002 when he 
I mean, what did he win that year? He won two thousand. He won a boatload of times. There was one season where he wrapped around, and I think he won six in a row. And he won three world. majors in one year, yeah. didn't he? But I think you look at you look at speed that year, right? And we all know what it's like. We you, you play golf and you're just not scoring well, mm-hmm. right? And how frustrating that could be. Spieth it was able to get every shot out of his round every time he teed it up that year. You know, he, he didn't did. and he made so many freaking putts. putts. He just scored the, scored his ball and you know, I, I'm with you. He, he he knows how to win. He's tenacious, but well, he's get he's I getting like, married I and he, yeah. we all know that there's just a downhill spiral to the game. So <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm. There's no way I'm in it. What do you What do you think about DeChambeau? Well, you, you know, I wasn't a believer at first, um, but what he win three times last year, Four, five. Did he win five times last year? <laughs> he won four well, of his then, last five tournaments right. he played. And then, well, and then you look back, Web.com. I think he won a playoff event there. You know, the year before, and you know, he's 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 really incredible. good. He's yeah, incredible. he's really good. And you know what? He's underestimated. I think everybody's like, "Oh, he's, he's he's so smart and all this." The dude is ripped strong. Yeah, incredibly strong, mm-hmm. and he works very hard on his fitness. As smart as he already is, what does he have? A physics major from Stanford? Something like no. He went to uh, SMU, didn't he? Yes, SMU, and I believe he is a physics major. Yeah, yeah, physics major, I know for sure, but I think he went to SMU. Yeah, but he's a scientist, man. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't sometimes what I what I think or his downfall will be because everybody has a downfall in golf. It happens. Everybody falls off a point. He doesn't enjoy the game that much. If you look at it, like he he enjoys it when he finally. Went, but every shot is such a freaking just. Laborious you to, equation. He's you, trying to figure out. I tell you what, though, you need to. I, I'll. I, I know where you're going with that. As far as like him, just like enjoying the day, enjoying the event. But like what he enjoys, you got to listen to a few podcast interviews that he's done. Um, he enjoys that process of figuring it out. Like that's his passion is figuring it out. It's not necessarily the actual like execution. It's the figuring like that process of figuring it out. Like he's obsessed with it. And that actually could be his downfall is that like if he if stuff like were to really go south on him mm-hmm. and he couldn't find it, I think he could like just yeah. go nuts. But I think I, I think but let, let's let's I want to ask Drew this because I think he could tell us definitely better. Okay. So guy like DeChambeau, mm-hmm. he is using his his conscious brain all the time to be able to execute shots. When is he when would you say the best time you were playing golf? Is it when your brain shut off and you just played? <sighs> Yes and no. I think uh, a lot of it came from preparation. Um, when you know you're prepared correctly, when you can go out and just be athletic. Our, our coach always just said, be athletic out there. It's a game. Don't get too stagnant. Um, and, and things kind of just roll. You're just focused. You, you see lines better. Um, you're picking small targets and just you know firing at them. I think uh, you know kind of what Mark said about DeChambeau, I mean, he's doing that for commitment, right, on his shots. He's figuring these out, so he's like, hey, I know exactly what this is going to play, what it's going to do, and he's committed, and it helps him execute shots. Now, if he gets lost along the way and can't, you know, find those answers or something that's not working, I agree with you. I think that it could go south, but he's, you know, five times He's got, year. like, he's got a weird system, though, I think, yeah. that he's kind of, like, working on and really trying to, like, master where... Have you heard it? Like literally yeah. heard it. You have to. Yeah. So you know you. Um, it's it's the, it's awful to hear. Like what do you? It, it's like, it's it's a little it's cryptic. Awful. It's he. I mean, he's based off this book, and I can't remember the name of the book now. He starts talking the, about these like every different like the degree. golfing machine. The I think it's what machine. That's what the it golf is. machine. Yep. That's the one he's based it's off awful. of. So anyway, all right. Um, so I I think we're. I mean, I'm buying DeChambeau at least for the upcoming yeah. year. I like him, but because mm-hmm. I, I think he's just kind of on a streak right now. I think there's a fee now that would be a buy. We've yeah. kind of in previous episodes we talked about this, and I'm uh, I Kepka like I, sell. Yeah, uh, I I I put Kepka in the in the in the DJ category a little bit. Yeah. Other than he hasn't proven as much mm-hmm. in that he's long. He's he's hitting his wedges close and he's making some putts and you know what like that's kind of where the Kep- game's gone. Kepka so. is the ultimate sea biscuit though. <laughs> he, you get him in a fight at the end. Yeah, He'd yeah. be a guy like how great would it be to watch him mm-hmm. and Tiger going? I mean, they did it a little bit at Bell Reef, yeah. but if they were like playing with each other and going down like yeah. blow yeah. for blow, 
like shot for shot, last five holes of a major. I mean, I I pay a ton of money to watch that. Yeah. Nah, too good. Too what, good. I mean, what Dolan's really brought up Rory, which is a bit surprising. I mean, there's going to be a year where he decides to turn it back on. In my opinion, I think he's kind of fallen off a little bit. Well, but there's going to the, be that he did the marriage again. thing again too yep, in the last yep. couple of years. This it always seems to be kind of the way where the hey, putt. Yeah, <laughs> and the dude is not making not a, anything. No, no, you're right. You're he right. does have one of the but, prettiest swings in the game. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't think he. And we, we uh, last week when we had um, Side and Sexton on. God, was that last week? That was that was a train wreck. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's like two, three weeks. Ago. Yeah, it was like a week and a half ago. Anyway, when we had those guys on, um, you know, they threw out. Well, I want to hold. You know, maybe a player, and I think he would be like if you're gonna like hold somebody versus buy yeah. versus sell. Yeah. He's like a hold kind of he, player. He's but. one of those guys who blows away fields, though. You know, he does? there's something to be said about those type of guys. Um, he he is off. incredible when he gets on. He there's not any better, I don't think. Yeah, no. on tour right now, when he's yeah. when he's when his game is just Gary, all on hey, the cylinders. Yeah, you know, Gary and, players watched a lot of golf, mm-hmm. and when Gary player says he thinks Rory McIlroy even today is the best player in the game. I'm I'm gonna side mm-hmm. with Gary Player. <laughs> so I don't know yeah. about that. I mean, it's cl- I mean, I I can't say he's far off, but yeah, no. you, you he's got have... he's got to get the putting going yeah. again for sure. Hey, what about I mean, Jason Day? Jason Day, putt- number one stats on tour uh, uh, putting last year. He's, he, he's got to he's got to he's got to stop better. flailing at the he, damn thing. Yeah, so he's hard. He's hard. He's, yeah. yeah, I think his back's a little fragile. I think I mean that's yeah, no different than my freaking bad. That's why Justin Thomas, man, I get nervous. Yeah. That dude starting he swings out of his freaking shoes. Does. He does. That size of him. Doing I it. you know where I like Spieth? I like Spieth in his forties because that dude's gonna be around. He doesn't like what is he twenty six? Right, but I love him as he gets older. I think he's gonna be one of those guys that can continue to play for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Like really, these guys that aren't swinging out of their shoes, I feel like that that could be the case. But what? Do you, yeah. Unless All you right, do some new fusion stuff. New, yeah. new bet. Yeah. New bet. Will he yeah. finish top five at the Masters? Who's that? Speed. Yeah. Top five? Yes. That's like his that. favorite golf tournament. Yeah. Plays great there. I could give him a top 10. I don't know about top five. <laughs> okay. There's another. Fair enough. See. There's another. It's 50. not another 100. <laughs> another 50. <laughs> another 50 side bet. All right. Um, moving on. You're, you obviously uh, drew, um, you know, being. Uh, the, the pro that now, uh, you know, you see amateurs come through the shop and they're looking at, you know, when they come into, I know it's a little bit different than walking into like a golf galaxy or something, but, you know, I know when John and I come into the pro shop, there's some clubs off to the side and you guys got a lot of swag and stuff like that. But what are, what are, what are people talking about as it relates to clubs and things like that, that the, maybe they've been asking you about? Well, you know what I what I've seen over the last year is is how iron manufacturers have strengthened the degrees and they've added weight to the bottom of the head. So now uh, you're able to have that 25 handicap. You're able to give them, you know, the 10, 12 more yards on each iron. So really, those those Callaway Rogue irons sold great for a you know a high handicapper. But you know mm-hmm. that's where we're talking 80 percent of the people who walk in the shop are, are okay. looking for something like that. And then um, I'm really the the Rogue driver sold really well for us um i'm not personally a huge callaway guy but i've seen what we sell in the shop and, and it's mostly that so you like selling, that you like that rogue three wood though yeah i do i do but it doesn't serve a purpose in my bag anymore it goes too far you know so i i have see drive. a lot of people don't have that problem yeah so I, but <laughs> you know that's the truth though i mean my three air goes 235 and i don't need a three wood that goes 280 because then i just have a huge gap um you don't carry any it, hybrids. No hybrids. <laughs> no hybrids. You need. He doesn't you, need it. John likes. You're you're a, you're a hybrid guy. Yeah, I like hybrids. Well, I, see, I dropped I dropped my three wood years ago, and replaced it with a two hybrid because yeah. I was basically hitting a two hybrid, yeah. two fifty, which was essentially like the gap club, yeah. you know, two forty, two fifty. That's really what I needed. Mm-hmm. Like you know. If I have to hit anything longer than that, that's kind of silly right. going into any par yeah. five. Like, what are the odds of me hitting the freaking green from 270 yeah. out, right? Well, and for me, after after you get past the driver, it turns into a scoring club. You know, I, I, don't, I just want to know how far it goes, right? I mean, exactly. I can choke down to the steel on my, on my driver and just get it in play, yep. you know, but I'd rather have a three-wood that goes 255 every time. I don't need one coming off hot and rolling into a hazard or, you I know, agree. something like that, so... 
That is interesting. So like a couple of things that I've been seeing, we talked about this with the guy at Golf Galaxy too, but he could be on crack. But um, I've, I've read it too, though. Uh, they've, especially even with like uh, hybrids and things like that, they're trying to make them low spin. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, for obviously the better player's game, I almost feel like that's, it, it's contradicting what? what you're low really wanting what? to yeah. Even hybrids now. That's strange. And like three woods and stuff like that. Well, I, I think you always have to say, hey, what is the purpose of this club? What yeah. am I actually going to use this for? I mean, I grew up when I used to be able to hit down on my driver, right, to just do spin, and I'm sure you guys did too. And now since things have changed to, to low spin, you you better swing up on, on the yeah. ball. And for me, with a hybrid, I like to hit down and pinch it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the, the low spin would almost be detrimental to the – use of you know what you want to use a hybrid for in my opinion hybrid I mean, you hit it off the tee though so i mean yeah, hybrid nice. like I, now i don't even use that three wood that rogue through i just don't mm-hmm. like i hit the i hit the two hybrid like mm-hmm. mark that's what i mean i hit it 240 yeah. and so that's like it acts as my three wood and i can hit it off the deck well yeah um i hit it out of rough yeah i mean i could see like, the low spin for off a tee but is that your? i main? just think it's unusual like and yeah. i mean i'm playing more like the the you know whatever the tour model whatever hybrid or something like that so i'm sure it's played to but spin but i i just started reading that they're putting these like hmm. low spin hybrids and really? low spin like, three woods on, and i'm like that just seems odd but on a, but like so is that for a lower like my four hybrid it spins yeah. Yeah. i think for it's th- these clubs aren't intended for low handicappers i don't think but it just it's just interesting to see how the well, manufacturers y- have shifted you know and, and but that kind of brings to your me, point to good, the irons right right and that, and that the low spin hybrid, it's it's making more sense to me as it, you know, if you give a twenty twenty five handicapper a five hybrid, okay, he can't hit his five iron very far because he can't carry it. Mm-hmm. But if you give him a five hybrid, he can pop in the air with low spin, roll it out there to you know twenty more Think yards. Maybe that. He kind of wants the extra roll, right? On it probably anyway. Think I'm right? getting a five hybrid? Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's all it's all marketing right now with with yeah. these companies. I mean, that one of the reps came in uh, and told us, hey, we didn't have a good enough story this year, distance story, okay? Mm. So he's like, this next year we're restructuring everything. We you need a distance story because distance talks. Um, you know, it, it's Must great. have been the Callaway guy. <laughs> You're talking about ball speed. Oh, yeah. well, that's what sells. I mean, it, yeah. everybody wants to hit it farther. I mean, yeah. shoot, they even but had... See, what you, think about what you said bef- before about how they strengthen degrees at a loft and mm-hmm. they put more weight it's false confidence. Who cares if you hit a seven iron another 10 oh. yards farther? Just hit a six iron. Yeah, couldn't agree more. It's dumb. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, I, if, if it's me, when I go get clubs, just tell me how far they go. I'll tell you, okay, I want, my, I want a club that goes 125. I want a club that goes 138. I want a club that goes 154, and then bend it to me. Yeah. You know, bend, yeah. give me those lofts. I don't I agree. matter, you know. I agree. I, I think Ryan Moore did that for a little while. There was a set of Ben Hogan clubs about four years ago. He did that. But Love the Hogan. Yeah. Love the Hogan. <laughs> You're a big we, Hogan we, we, guy. We, he, he, Mark got a couple Hogan clubs that we – Tested. So have you have you seen what Hogan's program is right now? So they're Not only real. it's all online. Oh, like really? so you like back in the day, I in the early two thousands, uh, I got out of college and that was like the first set I bought out of college was some Hogan's because like all these guys in the office were getting these new because Hogan had like these new blades and mm-hmm. forged, you know, whatever. Yep. And so they had like some offset, you know, or probably like somewhat forgiving type of, you know, forged clubs, kind of like Mizuno essentially does now, right? And I'm like, oh, I got all over them, and I played those for a number of years, and they've kind of resurfaced, but they're so they're cutting out the middleman. So like, there's like no markup in them. You have to go through online, and you can get a set for like 800 bucks versus right, you know, 1200, 1200 or something. Um, but it's still all Ford stuff. They've got three different models. They got like the true, you know, performance enhancing. They kind of have like the more forgiving type of forge, and then they have kind of like the player's blade. Yeah. And so, yeah, so what they do is you send, give them 20 bucks and they send you a six iron and a nine iron and as like demos. And then you, and it, there's a shipping back sticker in the box too. And you keep them for a couple of weeks and then you send them back. And oh. so, yeah, we, we hit them in the simulator in here. We kind of liked it. Yeah. I, yeah, I liked them. Yeah. I thought they were great. I thought they were kind of buttery. Yeah. No, of course, I when I hit it off the good. toe, it didn't go anywhere. But yeah, they're yeah. definitely yeah. not. I mean, they're player irons yeah and they're they're true player irons they don't oh it's got like the small head real thin top line yeah 
pretty. They look good. Huh? Pretty. Yeah. And it was black finish that came in. Oh, oh nice. It was. It was. Because what do you play? Do you have pings right now? Yeah, I get the S fifty five. S fifty five. So yeah. I'm. I I do like what I've seen with yeah. this uh, blueprint like prototype they got. Because mm-hmm. I. Nice. Well, you. We were in the shop and mm-hmm. you. I, you uh, that. I don't know if it was the eye blade came in mm-hmm. or something like that. And I'm like, it had that. Thick, it was freaking top huh? line. I'm like, that was a can't... bummer, man. I mean, you see that, you're like, God, it looks good. I then just, you look down and it's uh, super fat. It looked like a damn shovel. It just pissed me off. Yeah, no, you can't, you can't play golf with nah, that. Funny. Um, let's uh, let's 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 do so a we few, hey, we've let's got, do a few questions. So for... yeah, so kind of getting into the bulk of, of the podcast here, we've got some questions for Drew. We want to you know let allow you to kind of share your story with the folks, and so. Hopefully we won't offend you with anything, and then we're gonna wrap it up with a, a quick fire nine. Cool. So, cool. Well, you know, I th- you gave a little bit of, you know, you know what you won and in what you did at a, a golf club. But how did you start playing? When did you start? What was your age? And I knew, you know, I, by just playing golf with you over this past year, mm-hmm. I know that you played a lot of other sports. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I mean, I played. Grew up playing hockey and baseball. Really. Um, started playing golf when I was eight I had a an elementary school gym teacher who ran the driving range over the summer and uh he just was like hey Drew you come help me out we'll get free golf so I helped him every day on the driving range he taught me how to golf Uh, my mom and dad and brother don't play golf so he was really the one back then when I was eight who got me into it and uh, kind of fell in love with it pretty early but you were a pretty good hockey player and did you also play uh basketball Baseball. Baseball. I pretty much played it all. You know, you grow up playing so many different sports. But, yeah, hockey was – it was a probably junior year of high school when I got better at golf than I was at hockey. Hockey was always number one for me. Um, never really touched a golf club in the winter because I was always playing hockey. So, um, You decided that's the route you're going to take Yeah, sports. Yeah, as soon as I won the state final. So, so we had it in Michigan where in the fall – was was men's golf and okay. then they switched it so um it would have been my junior year when they switched it so i won the state championship that fall and then that kind of was a big recruiting year junior year mm-hmm. high school is a big big time and and uh you know that just made more sense my resume got better at that i didn't want to go off and play juniors for hockey either so yeah um, that's kind of what happened there okay did good I, you- I, I quit hockey too at uh Age what? What fourteen? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. You didn't. Have, you didn't have a much decision. No, I here. I did. I grew up though. I played hockey for nine years growing up, and which is just funny. I was not good at hockey though. Yeah. Like I was just played house league, like hockey and mm-hmm. whatever. And then I made the golf team at my freshman year, and I was like, hockey's done. <laughs> <laughs> just finished. I was I was toast on well, that. Which I don't I, think I had a career in hockey well, anyway. Yeah. Every like a good hockey player that I played golf with, like at the club I belonged to in St. Louis, I played with Terry Yakes and a member member. He played for the Blues. Um, and every hockey player still has a swing, excluding Mark, that <laughs> still kind of has a little, hockey little has slap a, shot yeah, to yeah. it. Hey. Even you do. Hey, a little oh, bit. yeah. Even you do a little do you bit. Play, for sure. Do you play a cut or a draw? Uh, play whatever you want. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your what's your normal flight? It's trending towards a draw now. I yeah. used to love to cut it. Uh, yeah. I still love to cut it, but okay. you know, kind of just cut seems more like a slap shot to me. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> and that's why I, you know, you look at my old swing. I didn't have any swing instruction at all growing up, and mm-hmm. it and it didn't really go past my sh- right shoulder, and it was short and compact like a hockey slap well, shot. That was actually kind of one of the questions that uh, Mark and I were talking about. So, you know, when you were learning the game um and you know you you started like you had that natural swing you got from hockey or whatever mm-hmm. and you hadn't had a lesson yet talk about like how you started getting lessons and how that kind of changed your 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 mind not not your mindset but like your swing mm-hmm. and then it started you started thinking about it mm-hmm. And yeah. I and I love what you said before. You said, "Beware of a guy with a homemade swing." Yeah, no, hundred percent. I mean, it, take it back just a little bit. I mean, I grew up at a course with no driving range, so mm-hmm. me and my friends we just walked thirty six every day, just figured it out. You know, okay. We owned our own swing. I didn't have any instruction, and 
uh, about two years after I turned pro, I just looked up to some guys for a while. I mean, they were a little older than me, really well-established golfers. They'd all played in majors. So I was like, well, you know, I'm going to work with the coach that they're working with. And we had some great time, great camaraderie. But, you know, I, I never used to think about my swing at all. You know, if I was hooking it one day, I'd try to slice it and straight it, straighten it out the next. You know, it was really homemade fixes, but I mm-hmm. owned it. Um, kind of when I started taking lessons, I really gave away some of my identity with it as a golfer. And uh, I just, you know, it's it's hard to find yourself again once yeah. you lose that. I hear you. So you 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 say like your your identity. You just so you just went out there and used athleticism before. Yeah, I mean, I was really simple. I mean, I I all I cared about was twelve inches behind the ball and six inches past. All I cared about was impact. It didn't matter to me what it looked like at the top. Um, just that. some club face awareness, <laughs> that. and and that's how I learned how to play. I would just take little swings, keep my hands on the grip, and then. Stand up to it and just hit it. And so I mean, it was. You're a Furic fan. Yeah, love it. And I mean, it's like you need to you need to trust yourself so much in golf, and you you know you're gonna get run over in, in professional golf if you're not committed. You don't trust what you're doing, and uh, and that's kind of just where I was. I still played great golf after I got lessons, no doubt about it, and I got more speed from it. But inevitably, I lost control of the the club face, and I didn't know how to get it back. Wow, wow, that's fast. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how would you say? Well, I guess you know a good probably segue to something. So, you're talking about professional golf. So, in your different, so in college you had that mm-hmm. you had that your own swing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And how would you compare it when you started playing on the mini tours, and then you were getting the? Did you play better golf in college? No, no. I I got better after, and well. The best golf I ever played was probably my first 18 months turning professional. But taking it back to college, I didn't have lessons there. It was still very slap shot. Uh, my golf coach played on the Canadian Tour, big hockey guy. I mean, he just slung hooks, you know. And he didn't care what it looked like. He was kind of a big, shorter, chubby guy. And he just got it done. I mean, yeah. he would beat you, and you'd feel crappy about it because it was so ugly, you know. He's slinging pins. It's like when I get beat by right- John. <laughs> John does my swing. My, my swing. Hooks. My swing is not as ugly as paints. <laughs> oh, uh, I don't know about that, man. Uh, <laughs> it's well, ugly. It's no. ugly. John, did John ever tell you he had a chance to beat me on that on one nine for a free lesson? I did. I don't know. Did if you I leave heard, it short? Do, I don't do, know if I heard the full oh, story. Did, did you leave whoa, it short? Whoa, whoa, hold on. Hold on. Uh, he said, even if I tied, it was for like it was pretty. We both had a pretty good nine. We were. Yeah. I think you were. Three under, I was two under, yeah. nine on the back. Yeah, it was wow. pretty good. And I missed, so I hit a 34, he hit a 33. But I seem to remember it was a couple weekends later, me and you yeah. were out for a morning, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, think I, I shot I a 74, and you yeah. shot a 76. <laughs> 76 might be lucky. I think I shot 79. I played <laughs> terrible. <laughs> just, you really lose it quick when you don't play golf anymore. <laughs> oh, man. No, but Drew, I got to play in a, we got to play in a pro-am this year, and uh, – that that was fun. We didn't yeah. we didn't play all that great, but it was a great time. Yeah. There was some there was some really good golfers there. Yeah. There, what there was a guy that shot a gross what 60, 60 63 I think one. I mean, and that's the thing. There was money there, you know. Wherever there's money, golf good golfers are going to show up. I think 10 grand was at stake that guy won that day. Yeah. So. Well, the total purse I think was like was it 35? Yeah, there was a lot. I mean, there was a couple ways to make money. You could make money individually and as a team. So I think he shot 63, and they might have shot you know, 60 or something like that, best ball. But, what's, uh, your, what is your, uh, what's your lowest round? 10 under, 62. 62. Wow. Yeah. Was that, was and I had a one-shot lead. <laughs> was that at, that was at a, a professional yeah. event? Yep. Where was that yeah. at? It was at uh, Venetian Bay in, uh, near Ormond Beach. North of Orlando, there. Okay. Best shot. That was that was some of the best golf I ever played. I had six straight bogey-free rounds that year, and I had won. Uh, I had won two events in the past three weeks before that, and I came out and shot sixty-two, and uh, had a one-shot lead over a guy. I had to make a twenty-footer in the dark on eighteen to win the tournament. So. Wow. What was the yardage on, from the? What were you playing? Uh, Seventy one hundred. Wow. You know, it, you know, it's a that's incredible. So there, there's a ton of obviously really good golfers out there, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you played with on the mini tours. Obviously, you know, as you just guys just talked about a local, you know, pro am event here in Indiana. Yeah. 
what do you, if you were to like narrow down to, and I, it's hard to say like one thing, but like yeah. if you were to narrow it down to like, you know, two or three things maybe that you think really separates the like the elite players from the really good players, right? Mm-hmm. Like, w- what do you think that is right now? Um, well, I think the biggest thing is taking advantage of the opportunity. You know, that's that's really what you play professional golf and work for is one opportunity. And when you that opportunity presents itself, I think people take advantage. I think the really great players, um, whether they Monday qualify into a tour event or web.com, they're ready when they get to the first tee to go out and win that golf tournament. Not, you know, hey, it's nice to be here. I'm going to finish near the bottom. I think you see a lot of guys who are really, really confident. Um, mm-hmm. I think it takes, you know, kind of a selfish person, honestly, um, to succeed. You got to put a lot of other stuff aside um, if you really want to make it to the top in golf. Um, so really, as far as golf-wise goes, I think, you know, someone who drives it well, I think driving is the most important part of the game, um, especially right now. You got Says a good putter. Yeah, <laughs> well. You're a good putter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I mean – when, when you when you got to shoot six under to make a cut on a mini tour, you know, I mean, you, you can't be blowing it out of bounds. I mean, that's the bottom line. You, yeah. you gotta you gotta keep it in play. You know? that, there's only like a couple players on tour right now that can get away with hitting it into the freaking you know grandstands. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mickelson gets away with it every yeah. week. Tiger gets away with it all the time too. But no, yeah. so that, that makes you, sense. So you would say like, what, how many penalty mark? how many penalty no. strokes and balls do I lose out here but, to know that that's why I don't. Mm-hmm. Shoot better than seventy nine more often. But I think that's not. a really good question, Mark. You brought. I like that question. So you think that what separates those guys that stay on mini tours or web dot com or because I mean these guys you got you're they're elite golfers. Mm-hmm. What? How do you get to the PGA? I mean, how are these guys? I mean, these. That's it's well, just I, incredible. I, I loved your answer, yeah. and I don't know yeah. if you can expand on that, but like, I mean, you know, focus drive almost selfishness and yeah. then driving like you yeah. know like yeah. like that was like yeah. three or four things yeah. in an order that like i would have thought you would have jumped to like oh you have to be an elite putter too no. oh your short game's got to be phenomenal and i know like even you said yeah. like i wish i my proximity to the hole with wedges was better mm-hmm. which is a stat that right. i'm sure would have helped but you out but you're like, saying it's capitalizing on the opportunity that you're given it any one time so how do you even get to that opportunity well, to get there you know it, it it's difficult. Uh, really, Q school is for most guys their opportunity, right? It comes around every fall. You know, you pay your forty five hundred bucks in, in July. I mean, so it's kind of a kick in the balls, pretty in the right in the middle of the summer. But uh, then you you get first stage in October, second stage in November, third stage in December. So it's really how do I uh, schedule my year or plan my event schedule to peak? these three weeks in these three separate months, you know, and, and that's, that's really what I categorize as opportunity, especially because it's so stepping stone oriented. I mean, for me, that's my major because I'm not on web.com. When I get to web.com, it may be, you know, getting top 20 on the money list or, or breaking through winning, getting to the tour. I mean, so there's, there's always new opportunities to, you know, tackle, but. So did you, how many times did you do Q school? I did Q school for web.com four times. And then I did it twice for Canada. Wow. So. Um, that, and the mental grind. Yeah. I mean, I can see like in your face right it's, now, it's like, like, it's how, pressure. Like how you pressure. And, and and I love the way you focus that too. In that because I think we all get this. Like we all go through streaky times in golf, right? Mm-hmm. Where like you're like you don't even know why you're hot this week and the next week or whatever it is, and you're like everything's just gelling and you're making putts or whatever it is. And I'm talking just like the weekly golfer guys, right? <laughs> I love the way he's trying yeah. to relate this. Yeah. I love it. But yeah. but but yeah. but think about like a guy who it's his career mm-hmm. playing, and we know and. You've read all these articles. You, when these, when you aren't on your A game, you still find you, your goal is to try to find your way around and like get make pars, right? Because yeah. you know when you're not like on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You what you're trying to, you guys were trying to literally do for Q school and what these guys are. They're like, hey, I can you know slap it around, get par on these three weeks of the month, mm-hmm. but come like that week in October or that week in November, yeah. like I have to be so dialed in. Is it mm-hmm. luck a little bit too? Who's hot? 
Yeah, I mean, I think you see that be. you see that on tour too. You know, I mean, you can kind of tell if a guy's been playing well for a while. Like Charles Howell, look, like he wins a yeah. couple weeks ago, but he'd been trending in the right direction. You know, so, but but that's why Q school is so stressful. I mean, it's do or die. I mean, yeah. you go out and I, I didn't get through first stage. I think last year, and, and really should, you know, a pretty good golfer should get through first stage. I mean, they take about. 30% of the field every time. So once you get to second stage, it's really competitive. But I think there's like 12 first stage locations. So so your, your game has to be pretty consistent come yeah. the fall. You can't well, be having like a really off streaky week. Your pars mm-hmm. are not going to get it done. That's, oh, man, that's just well, crazy. And the other, thing, the other thing that some people don't really think about unless you're in it, I mean, a lot of the tours end August, okay? So like the mini tours, so you might not have an opportunity to play in a tournament between – you know, late August in the first stage of Q school, which is really important because there's a fair, very fine line of being tournament ready. Um, and I think you need to play in a lot of tournaments. I mean, you can practice for five weeks or whatever, but then come out and there will be some tournament jitters because you haven't played in a while. So you have to format it to where you want, you know, maybe play a tournament the last week of September work on your game for 10 days or so and then get ready for cues. Well, I think you, going back to then your point about how, you know, being focused, taking advantage of the situation, being really selfish, being yeah. dialed in and stuff like that, that I, I get now. Like, mm-hmm. that's almost what separates because there's guys that can laser in when they need to. Oh, yeah. And those are the guys that are probably separating themselves. Yeah. And money certainly helps, too. Like, you touched on a little bit, like, keeping it rolling, keeping – when you're playing well – to, to be able to spend, you know, 10 grand or something, go fly to Panama and play a Monday qualifier, go to Puerto Rico or something because yeah. you know you're playing well, enough to give yourself that opportunity yeah. is helpful. But, yeah. you know, not all the time does money make the opportunity. M- money backing. Hey, yeah. you know, let's, let's, stop, let's stop making Drew sweat here and, and, and reliving the, uh, the Q school. <laughs> this let's, is, I mean, let, this let, is let, interesting let, to us, you're right. It is yeah. probably, so, it no, probably no, isn't it's, a, no, it's good. He, 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 yeah, he's cool. I'm just giving him shit, but I I kind of want to segue into okay, you know, I think most guys want to hear like that 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 follow golf and watch tour players every Sunday or Saturday. You know, who's the guys that you interacted with? I know you have, you know, your good buddy uh, Sam uh, Ryder, mm-hmm. um, but who are some of the other guys that you were around? You played with in, in the professional level. Um, or grew up with. Yeah, whatever. I mean, so I have a buddy who just lost his card. His name's Ryan Brem. Um, grew up together, uh, playing, played all through many tours. I, you know, I, I don't know that there's too many guys that I would consider super good friends out there. Now there's probably twenty to thirty five that I played with, mm-hmm. um, you know, more than once. But you know, I'll, I pretty much know everyone on Web. dot com. I mean, that's that's the trajectory I was headed. That's you know, those are the guys I know who are battling it out, you know, to get their tour card. So, yeah. um, who was the guy like Sam Matt, right? Har- Matt Harmon's out there? He got twenty sixth on the Web. dot com money list this year. I uh, mean, it, uh, it, it uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's tough. <laughs> it's a grind. Uh, I mean, yeah. Um, well. So let's say, uh, okay, maybe it's just a better question. Who's the, who's the biggest asshole you met professional golfer-wise, and who's the best guy <laughs> you ever met? <laughs> biggest asshole I've ever met. Gosh, there's so many of them. It's a top, bad thing. Give a, about, give a top five. Top five. I don't know if there's – yeah, there's – You don't have to badmouth anybody, but who is a dick? <laughs> Who is a dick? There's a guy. His name is Ryan Yip. Okay, he's from. He's Canadian. I played with him in a Canadian tour. Just oh God, just don't even say good shot. You know, it just like gives you the the weak handshake at the end of the round. You're oh, just, man. Yeah, you don't like those type of guys, but. No. There are a lot of good dudes who who play. But well, it sounds like if everybody's really focused on their yeah. own games, it's probably. I mean. Almost everybody could come across as. I mean. Yeah. I mean, I'm an asshole. Yeah. John knows I mean, it, so. He kind of is. I'll <laughs> that. Besides Sam Ryder, who's the who's another really good golfer you played with? Just I played with uh, in sectionals two years ago. I played with Doug Gim and Aaron Baddeley. Oh, yeah. um, I don't know. How was Aaron? How, oh yeah. How was Bads? How was Aaron? Yeah, he's <laughs> super cool. Down to earth, relaxed. He can. I think putt. he can putt. Yeah, he can roll it, man. I mean, he. Uh, I think he missed. I counted it up, and I want to say it was something like twelve or thirteen 
greens in the 36 holes and played them one under par. Then the greens that he missed. That's crazy. Chipped in once and got everything. Did he up regret and down. like trying to change to the stack and tilt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the heck was he doing there? His swing's know. gorgeous. Right? <laughs> Same with his wife. But no. <laughs> Yeah, she came running out after with the four look, little blonde, uh, like perfect uh, kids, and then they hop on a plane and go somewhere, and you're like, oh, that uh, must be nice, right? And then yeah. you and Doug are over there watching. Yeah, <laughs> Doug. Stack tilt, how man. Doug, is Doug, how, how, is he little guy? Small guy, yeah. Is he like... He, he gets it out there, man. He gives he's it a, a nice good ride. player. Yeah, really good. And I had no idea who he was. Um, you're and, quite... But he's, what, 23? 24? He just graduated, so he's probably twenty two or twenty three. Yeah, you were. So he was at Texas. He, yeah. So I played sectionals every year after uh, Mirfield Village. The guys hang around and play um, right around there. So it was in Dublin, Ohio, and uh, yeah, it was Doug. He was. I think he was a junior at Texas at the time because they won. I think they won the national championship the next year. That's that's yeah. That's that's yeah. pretty cool, Doug. I think that guy's going to be a good player. He is, yeah. I mean, he already is a good player, but I think he's going to be a yeah tour player. Yeah. All right. One last uh, kind of question before we get into your your um, uh, the quick fire. Quick fire. But um, there's been a lot of controversy kind of going back and forth. Brandel Chambly's kind of been involved in some things like that on distance as it relates to the pro game. Do you have a take on that as far as like if it's equipment or if it's players or do you even think there's a problem with distance in the pro game? Because uh, clearly we talked I, about yeah. in the amateur game like yeah. every amateur wants, wants more distance. distance. I, you know, I, I do kind of think the ball should be slowed down a little bit. I, you know, I, I like the days where you had to work the ball a little bit. Now it seems like the ball goes so straight. So if anything, I have more of a problem with that than I do how far the ball is going. Did you listen more with Shambly's take on that? He has he doesn't care about distance. He doesn't care as much about the ball. What he is all harping on is, is course design. And he what he had, what he said is American course architects. Mm-hmm. And he said with the exception of Pete Dye, he really said that. He goes they just design it to bomb it and actually uh, well, they design it for the amateur well, golfer not for the pro they, golfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the but even for on the professional, when they set it up for the bombing, there's no real penalty on the bomb. But he's saying, like, with Pete, there's, like, there's a bunker out there that's 80 yards before in the fairway in the middle of there. It's like, what's that for? Well, somebody num- bombs it there, and you get in the number, sand, number different four, shot. Number four. God, yeah. I can't drive me nuts that bunker's in the middle it's, of the damn fairway here. I'm starting to appreciate yeah. it more. I hate you have it, to too. Look, you have to look at your damn back window at the thing, yeah. John. I know, but you think about <laughs> it, it makes it a better golf hole. It yeah. does. I mean, well, it makes me lay up and mm-hmm. force them have, like, more of a, I guess, instead of having a flip wedge, I'm, I end up having... Yeah. And you can go through and get your flip wedge, but... Well, you know, and I just... I think that you should be held responsible, you know, and accountable for a bad shot, right? Yeah. Like, if there's if there's water right and nothing left, and you can just hit it left all day. I mean, that's that's terrible, you know. Yeah. And I think, I I don't think we're gonna see distance making a course longer is not gonna make these guys shoot worse, you know. They, they're hitting Cameron Champ's hitting his eight iron two hundred yards. So it's I mean, crazy. you got you got a driver eight iron into a five hundred and fifty yard par five. I mean, what's that matter, you know? So I think you're gonna see some of the older courses maybe like the older donald rosses are actually going to prove to be kind of the difficult ones because they make you think you know you can short side yourself you got to position the ball in the fairway so you know i so you could i i I was kind of siding with shambly then too like okay then choose the courses a little bit better set Mm -hmm. the courses up a little bit different yeah they don't have to go u.s open rough in Mm -hmm. every tournament but grow the rough up a little bit make it a little bit penalizing when you miss the freaking fairway Mm mm-hmm Make these bunkers. Um, I don't know if you take the, the the wide tine rakes or something like that, and at least make it say, "Hey, you missed a green, you missed a fairway, and you were in a bunker." At least you got a little bit penalty there for it. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's well, it's tough too because when when you go to a golf tournament, they stop watering typically on Tuesday, right? So the way one way to make the course narrower is to not water the fairway. Yeah. So you get them rolling firm and fast. But if they're wide fairways, that you know it's going to shorten the course up too. Yep. So. Yeah. I don't know, it's kind of hard. So I, I, I think it's a debate that yeah. we could go on for yeah. hours and hours on. Interesting to get your take on it. Obviously, being at that level and 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 seeing what these yeah. guys are doing. But so what, what we're gonna do to to uh, to wrap up our interview here with All you? All right. 
Uh, well, we have two parts because we still have to get to the Anejo over here. But um, Alcohol. Yeah, but um, we're going to do a quick fire nine. Cool. So we got uh, nine questions that uh, hopefully they're just quick and easy fires, okay. and we'll see what we can do here. So if you, you got it. You ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. If you really get after one, how far can you drive the ball? 310. 310? E- really the, getting at, after it. At the, at the let's say... At, at your top of your game, I, I, depending on how far in the fairway it, I think I can carry it almost three hundred. So I, okay. I probably okay. can roll one 300 out. Three hundred carry, the and then yeah, depending yes. on the conditions. Okay. Yeah, Gets I saw good, you good by pop. the way. I saw him by the way. Hit yeah, three wood, three hundred. So yards. you're telling me, John, you're telling me Johnny Hart can outdrive you. Ah. Uh, <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't done that yet. I no. saw him hit a three wood yeah, three thirty. I, I yeah. I I can get it tumbling when I have I it tumbling you. out there because I, I kind of hit a rolling draw when I can get uh-huh. it rolling a on a firm fairway. Yeah. Going. I, okay. You know. All right, that'd be fun. I don't. You know, I don't swing too hard. Johnny swings pretty hard at it. Okay. <laughs> so, did you make fun of Sam Ryder about his pants recently? I did not. You haven't. Made he would fun just of say, me. "Hey, check your bank account." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's a good answer. Yeah. Did he wear something? You said he wears yeah, something super he, funky at your wedding. Yeah, I, I had a uh, maroon suit on or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, too funny. Too funny. Um, uh, music on the course, fan or dumb? I like music on the course. Yep. I listen to country music on the course. You like you like the trend? Okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool. Favorite course you ever played? Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. Mm-hmm. It was Southern Hills for a long time. I went to Pebble Beach about six weeks ago. Oh yeah, Southern that's right. Hills is yeah. in Tulsa, and I loved that. I played the USAM there in yeah. uh, 2009 or something like that. It was an awesome place. But uh, Pebble Beach, special. Yeah, it's awesome. Have you uh, guys been? I haven't yet. Not yet. On the list. It's that's, awesome. That might be a next on the year list. thing, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah, so I think it's. I, it's pretty cheap. It's like seven hundred and twenty bucks. Oh yeah, for a round. No big deal. For a round. Yeah, yeah just no for eighteen deal. holes. That's good. <laughs> Not including the hotel room. Oh yeah, no, yeah. No. Uh, course you most want to play? Augusta National. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty cliche, but that or at Pine Valley looks awesome. Sure. Um, you, know, you got a couple of those metropolitan New York courses, the private ones that look awesome, Friars yeah. Head, those type. But I think Augusta. I, I hear you. It. I hear you. It's gorgeous. Um, who has the best looking swing on tour? Um, I, I like Rory's. Rory. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what are so you you said you said earlier you shot a sixty two. What was your worst tournament round when you were uh, on the mini tours? Worst tournament. Worst round. Worst tournament round. Um, your highest I, score. I uh, I don't remember. I mean, it wasn't. Much worse than eighty. I, I 80. can't remember. I would think it was eighty or eighty-one. Maybe no, it's, I don't it know. Wasn't that? I remember. I was waiting for you to be co- like, dude. I dogged out no. like Charlie. Oh, well, I thought you were going to ask college. I'll share it anyway. I shot uh, hit Scarlet Course at Columbus. I shot an eighty-eight. 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 And the third course is a bear. Have you ever played there? No. Holy smokes! It's, it's super hard. I think I shot eighty-five, eighty-eight that day. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that's what it, it was. My that's senior brutal. year, I contemplated quitting. So. <laughs> It's tough. I remember my junior of high school. We played in the um, uh, the county uh, tournament. It was the Hamilton County tournament. It was at uh, shoot, what's the one in Noblesville right here? It's um, Eagle, what uh, is it? Uh, it's the pri- no, the private club. In, oh, uh, in Harbor Trees. Harbor Trees. Yeah, I shot a hundred. Oh man, <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> my oh, junior you did. high school you shot, varsity man shot a yeah. hundred. You shot a hundred. I hit so many balls out of bounds. It was awful. I heard it's a narrow course. It there. is narrow. There's out of bounds on every hole, left and <laughs> right. It was. 100. I shot a hundred. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> anyway, all right. Um, good, good relationship. Right. Hundred. All right. So you've played a little golf with John. Yeah. You haven't played a ton with me, but if we're in a scramble, and you putt first, who's putting second and who's putting last? Between John and I, uh, you know, I I've played enough with John to, to comfortably say you're putting last, <laughs> and, uh, and John's putting second <laughs> or first or first. Or yeah, first. I, I was just shake the order. Hey, say, John, hey, John, just the give line. us a read yeah, there. Show us the line. <laughs> Kick it up there for us. <laughs> I can get hot. Yeah. All right. So well, needless to say, yeah. John needs to work on his putting. Uh, says the two who I beat <laughs> regularly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, uh, on a scale from one to five, with one being total garbage and five being epic, 
How would you rate uh, Club Pro Guys 787 uh, Swing Thought System? Five. It's Five. hilarious. Just epic, it, it right? It is awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, what is it? The transition's got eight eight thoughts, right? Eight thoughts in it? the transition. Yeah. Seven on the way back, eight <laughs> in the transition, and seven uh, on the way down. Yeah. And I mean, the last one to flip it. Yeah. I mean, oh. I'm not sure. You just flip hooks, right? Just yeah. flipping it. <laughs> He's something else. I, you know, are you are you are you contemplating? Uh, you give lessons, lessons, right? Drew? Yeah. Would you consider giving senior senior women driver off the deck lessons? <laughs> <laughs> senior women's driver off the deck lessons. That wouldn't that be funny? Oh, that was, is that what he was doing? He's getting. <laughs> I mean, he's he's got he's got a little racket going on here in Kansas City. Oh my gosh! Uh, we, we had to throw a little CPG in there because yeah, um, obviously you uh, you appreciate the golf swing. Well. Hey, uh, we really appreciate you you coming on um, and giving us the time, telling us a little bit about your story and your thoughts on the game. I think it's John and I have this amateur perspective, but it's really cool to, yeah. to hear somebody yeah. else. Anytime, anytime. It's cool what you guys it's are cool. doing here. It's good stuff. So well, I, I we're, wish we're you hope, the best with it. We're hoping we can grow it a little bit, yeah. turn it into something. We have we have aspirations to uh, um, I, I, our BHAG, if you will. So like our big hairy audacious goal. I follow this guy called Gary Vaynerchuk and. Um, he's kind of this social media kind of marketing mm-hmm. guru. And he has this huge goal that he wants to buy the New York Jets one day. Well, we have this big, huge goal that we want to create our own tequila one day. So we're going to mm. actually sample some tequila. Let's do Let's it. Do Good it. segue. Let's do it. Um, because Drink we think if we can... Ice has been sitting there for Everybody thinks this is about golf when it really comes down to this is about tequila. Hold on just a sec. Let me do some pours. All right. So as John pours this out a little bit, one thing that we've been um, trying to you know shake up as we do our little sampling is um, we've been doing kind of different varieties. We haven't. We've actually only done a few tequilas, um, mainly because we really feel like there's a void as a, te- a tequila being tied to golf, and so that's kind of a, a theme we have going on here. But um, this is a uh, this is Don Julio. The it's the Anejo. So that's a. This has been aged. um, Explain that difference. Yeah, so an anejo. So, like your typical, like, Blanco tequila, you know, that just like Uh clear tequila that's like they just process it and put bottle it up right right away. And then there's the reposado where they age it in a barrel for six to 12 months. And then this is an anejo is usually aged about 18 plus months. So, a little bit more aged in an oak barrel. and uh, so it, it kind of the idea is that it's kind of more obviously like kind of gives it that like whiskey kind of uh, thing. What what what's uh, something you like to drink? Uh, tequila wise, just or, anything. What's yeah? Your, like, I'm, I'm a whiskey guy. Choice. I'm You're a whiskey, whiskey guy. guy. I like uh, beer and whiskey. Okay, beer and whiskey. Yeah. So true American. I like it. Well, we're gonna go we a little go. Uh, Mexicano here. The watered down ice makes it taste smoother. I'm telling you, that's, that's good. That's, that's, that's good. So, what's that's that run about? Is that 45? It's like 45, 50 bucks. Yeah, that's good. Um, that's real good. You know, I don't think real terrible. I mean, I, we've that's, been looking at that. We, is that is the best one on our we, one of our first yeah. episodes. We did this uh, Clasa Azul, and it was a Reposado, and it comes in this cool freaking bottle, and it was like 80 bucks for the bottle or whatever. I was looking at this other one the other night, John. That's really. It good. was like a, over a hundred dollars a bottle. Like you can only get it in California, oh, though. I was like kind of pissed that I couldn't just run out to the store and get it. But anyway. Um, so what we like to do, we don't just, just like drink this. We have to say something about it. Um, Mm -hmm. it's really good. So what we try to do is say, you know, would you gift it and who would you gift it to? So kind of like, you know, add an anecdote on who you might gift it to and would you, I think this for me, um, I wouldn't give this to just anybody if I were to gift it. Um, I'll kind of start out here. I would definitely give it to somebody who is probably like a whiskey drinker, somebody who Mm -hmm. likes to drink something on the rocks. And I'd give it to Drew. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Give it to Drew, uh-huh. and uh, but I think you know, from my perspective, you the last thing you want is somebody like dumping this, like dumping a bunch of uh, margarita mix on top of this, and being like, yeah, I'm gonna make some. Yeah, yeah, definitely, right? definitely on the rocks type type drinker. I mean, this is really good, smooth. It's not, uh, it doesn't have that kick. No, you it's, don't get that. Nice. I think the ice watering down a little bit helped. Too. It might, it might <laughs> you help. Do, yeah, the, the second a little extra this, water in there maybe. But. My uh, my second sip. Had a little more bite than the first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Good well, Drew, still good. Drew, you've been the man. We appreciate yeah. it. 
Thanks, we guys. Do, sir. Yeah, that was great. Who who we got next? Do you have any plans for who's coming on next? So or? that. that Great question. Um, we we've uh, we've spoken to some of your compadres uh, here at the club, and I think we we want to get them definitely on the agenda. We have um, another good friend of mine, Dave Derm, that uh, runs one of the probably the most elite amateur uh, tours uh, across the nation, um, and so we're gonna we're gonna interview him yeah. about uh, the golf cartel tour, and yeah. then um, uh, we've got the Westfield golf coaches. And oh, yeah. we're gonna right, we're gonna make a big plug here, but going into the spring about what it takes to get ready to play spring golf, um, and we'll talk a little bit about that stuff. So yeah, we've got cool. kind of a cool, you know, winter yeah. kind of uh, spring coming, kind of coming up here. We we hope to have like at least one or two guests a month. Yeah, um, beyond just uh, dipshit magoos here <laughs> uh, talking about golf. So, but great question. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully those guys that we just mentioned are ready for this stuff. <laughs> um, but they've, they've right. given us like verbal, yeah, just let yeah. us know when. So They're we're in. excited about it. Yeah, it'll be good. All right, guys, for uh, for Drew and John, I'm Mark Juleen. Uh Go out there, hit more greens, you'll score better. Thanks, See you. Thanks. thanks.